describe myself in two words Rich and unemployed These stones cost two birds Let it count it when she bored Deposit hit chicks clearing ace Nothing void I know that ain't my ex calling Null and void Where we going? Money going up Welcome Money to the Rich and Unemployed Podcast, man And today, man, we got two very, very special guests, man Two guys that's rich and unemployed I would assume they look like it <laughs> Go ahead and introduce yourself, bro well, my name is Kelly Park. I go by KP, and I'm half of the Construction Kings along with my partner, Gino. Yeah, man, I'm Gene Johnson. I go by Gino J, the Construction King, man, and I'm a developer, man. What is the Construction King? Can you explain that? What is it? Man, the Construction King, man, that, that name just kind of encompasses everything, man. We have another slogan that we say we build builders, um, which builders build wealth. Mm. And we just want to teach people how to build wealth in this space called real estate, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long have you guys been doing real estate? Well, together we've been doing it about six and a half years. Mm-hmm. But individually, I've been doing it about eight, and he's been doing it 14 years. Maybe. How'd you guys partner up? What, what we we actually go? known each other since we were little. Like, I was at his second birthday party. Mm-hmm. So um, I've known him my entire life. Minus the first two years. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, uh, one night I was on um, – I'm a licensed agent. I was licensed in Florida first. So um, I was on um, Facebook and, like, man, I'm in a market that was really slow. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to um, switch gears and go to a faster market. So I hit Gino up on Facebook like, yo, uh, I see you're a broker in Atlanta. I'm thinking about um, coming to Atlanta from Florida if I do come, can I hang my license with you? And if I do, do you have room for me on your team? He was mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, when can you come? I said, whenever. He was like, whenever? Okay, bet. Can you start tomorrow? Mm-hmm. It was Wednesday. I was like, uh, no, nah, I can't start tomorrow, but I can move up there tomorrow and start Monday. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I did, and I've been here ever since. They dropped everything and moved? Just like that. I was working, I was running a restaurant in Tallahassee, a Jamaican restaurant. Mm-hmm. And... Just, I'm gone. I told my God, Dad, I'm out of here. I already had your real estate license. Mm-hmm. You in did too? Florida. Yeah, yeah, I got I got license in 08. So mm-hmm. I started, like, when real estate was at its worst. Yeah, during the crash. You know, during the crash. Yeah. So I really got my... Man, I was still in high school. Got it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was still in high school. So, okay, what made you guys get in? Okay, you got your real estate license, but what made you actually start one of flip houses and go into developing... Now you can go first, yeah, so, and then I'll go. Yeah, okay. for me, I always wanted to 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 flip houses. I was mm-hmm. always interested in making money in real estate, man. And at the time, I was I was reading meters. I had a job that I hated, mm-hmm. making thirteen dollars an hour, getting chased by dogs and shit every damn day. Um, I hated that job. You know, like when you're going through something, you can't sleep at night. So I was watching this like this infomercial, this Carlton Sheets. Uh, infomercial man and he pulled up in his bins and he started talking about real estate you know like when we grow up we think about basketball you know you know being an entertainer like nobody exposed us to real estate so that was my first little like like introduction to it and so I'm like okay that could be something and it took a, two, a couple years before I could act on it and so I actually um went and tried to join this company to start doing wholesaling. Mm-hmm. And they told me I had to get my license. I got my license. This was in 07. A couple months later, the market tanked. My wife was like, well, you got your license. 
why don't you at least go try to be an agent? I didn't know nothing about being an agent, but when I went in there, man, they told me that if you sell a house, you can make 3%. And I'm like, okay, I can sell a $300,000 house and make 9000 mm-hmm. It was like the numbers made sense. And so that was kind of like my motivation to go that path. You know, fast forward a couple years in it, man, I became the number one agent at Keller Williams, Atlanta Partners. On the south side, we were selling 150, 200 houses a year. And um, met a lot of people. Um, it was kind of a blessing in the skies getting in when I did because it brought a lot of investors here. Mm-hmm. Started networking with a lot of investors, started partnering with them, and um, just started slowly but surely doing my thing when partnering with them and started flipping houses, man. It just kind of grew from there. You know, fast forward, you know, we got over 100 acres of land in different parts of the city. We're about to build a modern subdivision off Enon and Camp Greek Parkway, uh, the first modern subdivision in Atlanta. Mm. We also got five mansions we're about to build in McDonough with a barn dominium. Yeah, Google it. A barn dominium. <laughs> what a barn dominium is. <laughs> and then we have another property, if you look on my IG, that it's going to be um, like a nine-unit apartment with a rooftop right by the Ben Stadium. Like yeah. You literally can see the Ben's logo in the backyard and we're going that Winwood vibe where we're gonna have the murals on the on the building. So we doing some pretty dope stuff right now. But it just it's kinda grew over. over time, man. Yeah, trying to take over. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah and those five mansions he didn't mention, uh, we keeping them. Yeah. Like you can come get a room in them. We look out. What, what y'all doing with them? Rent them out. Rent them out yeah. to movie production houses. Man. Black like excellence. we we we're we're building these five mansions in five totally different type of style of home. Yeah. We're doing the farmhouse, we're doing a modern, yeah. we're doing prairie, and a couple other different, like Mediterranean or whatnot, for different film sets. Man, when is it going to be ready? We break ground, actually, I think next month. Ju- June? Yeah, we, 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 we start ground. ground yeah, on we the start first. the first one next month. That's when I start building. Yeah. yeah. When is it going to be done? It's going to be a couple years. Yeah. We'll, I mean, we'll have that, we'll <laughs> have that first one up yeah. probably in about eight months. Yeah. Okay. But we're going to do the Mantle yeah. and the Barnum Minium at the same time. Yeah. But we're also looking to other things like, we're going to do like a little winery in the back because mm-hmm. we, the Barnuminium, we're going to rent out for weddings. Mm-hmm. So if you Google how many weddings are in Georgia, and if you look at the wait list on outdoor weddings, it's so much money in that wedding space. Mm-hmm. Like, and right now with, with social media, everybody's looking for that wow factor when they rent something. People want to be entertained, and people are going to pay top dollar for like premium space. Every time. So that's where the money's at. So we're trying to create something premium where, you know, they can they can rent weddings. We're going to be renting to movies. And then we'll also have Airbnbs where people can just rent out a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so we're definitely in, a, in our own lane. Shit, we almost in our own interstate because we created so many lanes that only we occupy right now. Let me ask you this. What is, what is you guys' niche? Because everybody has a niche in real estate. Mm-hmm. What, is, what are you guys' niche? We have a couple niches. Couple. Yeah. Like, when we first started out, we were just falling in line with everybody else as far as the renovating and everything now. Mm-hmm. Now we decided to, to do the educational side of things, mm-hmm. where we're teaching people to do what we did and how we did it. Mm-hmm. So the, one of the, ni- the niches is the educational standpoint. We're not like a lot of other people. I'm not going to say everybody else. We're not like a lot of other people who harbor the information. Mm-hmm. We actually like to share our information. If I check out our YouTube, we got over 100 videos on there teaching how to fix and flip properties, as well as how to get funding, financing, and finding deals or whatnot. 
we teach you guys everything. We've been doing that over a year now on YouTube with over 100 videos. The second niche is being who we are. We're true to ourselves. So we like to help people that favor us. So we're not, we're not by any means, you know, trying not to help everybody. Mm -hmm. But we focus on helping people that want to be helped, especially Back. from our backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Now, did you have anybody teaching you the way? We really did it the hard way. It was a hard way. We lost a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We lost a lot of money and we lost a lot of time. So right now we're making money to buy our time back. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, we're trying to make enough money to do what we want to do with our time. So we won't have to focus on spending our time making money. Mm -hmm. Like the money's there. The money is the easy part when it comes to real estate. It's the education that people have a problem with. Mm -hmm. The ups and downs. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So you mentioned that well, before this interview, that you guys actually built from scratch. Yeah. Well, now, what is what is the difference between between buying a traditional home, an old home, fixing it up, and actually starting from scratch, buying the land? You buy the land, or you buy a home, tear it down, and build from scratch. What's that process? Yeah. The 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 buying from scratch, man. It's it's just it's just more detail. In mm -hmm. every county, and every municipality is different. Like, for instance, you can go down to Clayton County, and it's pretty easy to get your permits. You can get your permits in a couple of days. Mm -hmm. The city of Atlanta, you're going to have more red tape and more things you have to do to get your permits and more hoops you have to jump through. So it might take six, eight months to get permits in the city of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. But right now, like, with the inventory being so low, see, after the first recession, we, we were already at a, you know, at a deficit in terms of, like the new houses that, that the production was already down. And when, when things start to crank back up, um, the inventory has always crept down. And with, with COVID happening, it really shrunk everything. Like everything stopped, like the production of stuff stopped, everything slowed down. And we're really like eight to 10 years behind production. And, and, and the people that can learn how to create their own lanes and the people that can learn how to uh, build from the scratch are going to be ahead of the curve. And the other thing that happened during the recession is that a lot of people, like these big companies that were like heavy into stocks, a lot of them got into real estate because real estate has always been that, that safe vessel mm -hmm. for, for these big hedge funds. And now you see, 10 years ago, you didn't see Zillow buying houses. You didn't see companies like Open Door. You even have, you even have real estate companies now buying houses to hold as rental properties. Yeah. Now you got hedge funds buying whole subdivisions just to rent out. Mm -hmm. And so like if you learn how to build from build from the ground up, and it's really just the process. It's the the, the permitting, it's the foundation, the framing, um, the mechanicals, the outside exterior, sheetrock cabinets and finishes. It's not that much involved in it, but when you learn every step of the process, man, you're going to be way ahead of the curve. You're going to make a lot of money in this space if you learn how to build from the ground up. Yeah. Is it cheaper? It's not necessarily cheaper, um, but long term, it's going to make you a lot more money. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's cheaper to build from the ground up if you're doing it yourself versus buying a house and trying to renovate it. Mm -hmm. Now, you said that you built a whole uh, community. Yeah. How, like, when was this? So we built a subdivision called McAfee Commons uh -huh. um, in Decatur. 
and it was a small uh, subdivision yeah that we built mm -hmm. the one that we have coming up is a little bit bigger it's going to be uh 16 modern houses because if you notice like around atlanta not just atlanta but just everywhere even with like the restaurants everything is trending like if you look at McDonald's, like they're more modern. Even the Chick-fil-A's, they're tearing down the old Chick-fil-A's mm -hmm. and making them modern. Yeah. And so that modern is really in right now. I don't want it so, if it ain't modern. I ain't yeah, gonna lie so to you. that's 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 the space that we're in. And a lot of these big box builders, like, you know, you know the big names, I'm not gonna name none of them. They always have like this same four house plan, look, you yeah. know, in the same subdivision. Mm -hmm. And that's not what people want, man. And and social media is kinda like made everything shrink because, you know, you looking at you looking at IG and seeing what they're doing in Texas and California. Like, man, that's dope, you know. So we're bringing a lot of different flavors to what we're doing in that modern subdivision in Atlanta. Man, it's going to be the first one in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Have y'all um, seen the? Uh, it's a it's a small little community that they built out of the, the containers. Containers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Y'all seen that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Y'all gonna do something like that? We'll probably do something similar to it, but it probably won't be built out of containers. Right. It'll take the aesthetics of it, but what, we'll probably build it. Why not containers? What's, what's against, why are you against that? I'm not against it. Mm. It's just, I mean, I think it's a fad. Personally, mm. I look at it as a mobile home, as a stationary mobile home, mm. being that it's prefab almost. Mm -hmm. So if we were able to come in and build something that similarly looks like it, but functions in a whole nother way, it's even wider because you know they're very narrow. Right. And then you have to cut them and all this lot of metal work. Yeah. So we can just build it from the blueprints. We can get that same aesthetic principle of it, mm -hmm. but it'll be more functional as far as the layout and design. Mm -hmm. Like, I love them. I think they're works of art, but I, 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 I just know it's a lot of fabrication when it comes to that. Right, right. The other thing, man, is the politics, too. Like, when you start to get in certain cities and municipalities and like they're under lay of their communities, they have guidelines on what you can and can't build. Mm -hmm. So sometimes like like the community that we purchased, another builder actually had it before us and they presented container homes, mm -hmm. but the community shut it down. They didn't want it, you know, because they didn't, I guess, understand understand it. Mm -hmm. So you have to be in a, in a certain area that's, that's gonna be receptive to it. And sometimes there's a lot of red tape just to kind of push that push that forward you know but I, I think they're dope in the, in the right location and definitely you know in in, in more of a def, you know the city mm -hmm. you know if you're out in the country probably not but <laughs> in the city for mm. sure I know most people want to talk about the money man yeah. like people don't realize how easy I ain't gonna say easy but it's not that hard to get a house so they have these loans, and you can Google it. They're called hard money loans or asset-based loans. I heard and about hard money lenders. So with hard money lenders, they don't, most of them, you got to have a minimum credit score. It could be 580, 600 for one, so which, I mean, that's not hard to have. Number two, they don't, want, they don't look at tax returns. You have to, and most of them want you to have an entity um, set up. They only want you to have a couple months of bank statements just to know that you have the down payment to get the house, mm -hmm. but it's really just a loan on the asset. Mm -hmm. Like for instance, if I have, if you didn't know me from Adam, and I said, hey man, I got a, you know, 2022, you know, Mercedes-Benz S500, I want 50 grand for it, it's brand new, and the title clean on it, 
you you would go find that money to lend me that 50 grand on it. Mm -hmm. Because one, you know the value is a lot more than what you give me for it. If I wreck it, you got insurance on it, so you're gonna get paid in full anyhow. So what's the risk? The same thing with houses. So it's easier to get some of these loans than it is to get a car because there's asset-based lending. And the qualifications are a lot different than you trying to buy a house. But if you're trying to buy a house, it's tough. They want to know your, your blood type and where you went to school, your mama name, and mm. where your grandma them grew up. But the, the, the hard money loans, man, they're pretty easy to get. You guys don't go through banks? No. Straight no. hard money lenders? Hard yeah, money, money and private. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Private is similar to our money, but it's not an institution or a business. It's a person. So if somebody coming in, this, this it's in like new. Mm -hmm. Like what would ha what they have to bring to the table to like a hard money lender? Like what do they have to show them? Just bank statements, show them that you're making money, or just show them the property? Like this is how much this property is worth. Most most will lend on on the property, the asset. Mm -hmm. So once they create the LLC or whatever to put the house on the contract, they will then re be required to put the scope of work together, meaning what it'll take to get the top amount, top dollar for this house. Mm -hmm. And that is called the ARV. That's the after repair value. Mm -hmm. So if a house is worth 500000 ARV and it needs 100 k in work, they'll lend you up to like 80% of the ARV. So they'll lend you up to 400000 on that house, meaning that's for the purchase price and the renovation price. Mm -hmm. So if you come to them with a deal like this house is 200000 the ARV is five hundred. It needs about 100, 150 in work. They're going to take that deal all day because it's showing us about 65 to 70% LTV, which is loan-to-value ratio. Mm -hmm. So they'll lend on that because they know their money good because what you're buying this house at is really undervalued of what it's worth even right now. So they'll lend on that. So a lot of people don't know that. They think that they got to have the money for the purchase and the renovation. No. They'll lend, they'll lend you the money on Minus the deposit, whether it's 10% or whatever, 5%, however much down based on your lender. They'll lend you that and then finance 100% of the renovation. So mm -hmm. you don't even have to come out of pocket to flip it except the initial start of the renovation. Mm -hmm. But you'll recoup that on a later draw. But they want more percentages in the bank, though. Right? Yeah, the points are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The interest rate's going to be more because it's, it's, you know, it's a short-term loan. Right. So you might pay two points. So let's say you have a house that you purchased for 100 but it needs 100 You need 200 to do that, to do that deal. You might only put down 10% of just the property. Mm -hmm. So you're only going to put down 10 grand on just the property. They're going to give you the 100 It's going to be an escrow. Now you might have some closing costs, so you might put down 15000 16000 just to get into that deal. Mm -hmm. um, so it's going to be two, three points. And you're probably going to be anywhere from 8 to 10, maybe even 12% interest on that money. But it's short term. But if you figure you put down, let's say, 16 grand, and then let's say you had that loan for six months, and you pay another 10 grand in interest, you're out of your pocket 25 grand to make 50, 75 grand. Mm -hmm. So it's, about, it's not about how much they're charging you. It's about do the numbers work, and can you leverage your money to make money on this house? How do you find these hard money lenders? Everywhere, man. You, as you Google hard money lenders, it'll be a thousand of them pop up right now. Just put mm. hard money lenders Atlanta. They're everywhere. Yeah. They are everywhere. But they're not all created equal. Mm -hmm. 
So it's best to use one that you know someone who has worked with them yeah. prior to just Googling because some of them may be vultures. Mm-hmm. But with our relationships with a lot of them, we get better rates for our students, of course. And some people who attend the boot camps or whatnot also get the same type of rates that we get mm-hmm. because they know that they've learned how to do this from two of the best guys doing it. Would you say Atlanta has the best market when it comes to real estate? I think so, man. I've if been it ain't in the Florida. Best, it's, it's, it's up one of them. It's up there. Uh-huh. It's up there. Yeah. What's yeah. what's the next two? Probably Charlotte. Tampa Tampa's hot. Um I know parts of Maryland is hot. But man, Atlanta, Atlanta's where it's at. Yeah. Why why Atlanta though? The value. The value, man. Mm-hmm. Like think about it. Like you can go to like the West End and have a house that's a hundred and have another house beside it that's five hundred, six hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it's just it's a lot of neighborhoods that kind of like 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 are close to each other that kind of in, intermingle. Like when you go to Florida, like we're from Orlando, you don't have like a pocket of real old houses, you know, except like that little small pocket of downtown and College Park. Outside of that, you got these big subdivisions. When you got houses that's built all in that same era, they're gonna kind of typically care carry the same value. But when you got houses, man, where you know, the big houses and small houses, you can kind of create your own, you can create your own values when you got a, a, a diversity of, of homes in a certain pocket. Because mm. yeah. you from Atlanta. What, what, what side did you grow up? Riverdale, Clayton County. Oh, Riverdale? Mm-hmm. I mean, Clayton, Clayton came up too, but like Atlanta, Atlanta, the Beltline, before the Beltline, man, mm. like I remember what the West End looked like 15 years ago yeah. versus now. Like the West End, 30314, Vine City, like all that stuff is hot. I, mean, I used to get houses over there for 10 grand. Now you can't even buy the dirt for less than 100. <laughs> right. You know? How y'all come up on the house over there by the stadium? That's it was, um, yeah. Uh, my, partner, uh, my partner knew a guy that owned it, and so it was, it was just connections. How y'all feel about gentrification? Uh, that's a <laughs> good question. <laughs> like a lot of people get mis information when it comes to gentrification Mm. right because they lack the education on what it really is they just look at it for the derogatory sense Mm -hmm. they don't look at it as because we have a thing called no more bando it's a show that we're going to be shooting i like that name thank you and it's it's about buying back your own hood Mm -hmm. because if someone else buy you can't be mad because one thing you lack the education to buy it or the finances, but it's three things you need when it comes to real estate. One of these three things that you're gonna definitely need to get in, you're gonna either need the education, Mm -hmm. the credit, or the cash. Either one, you'll find the other two. So if you got the education, you'll find the money. You got the credit, you'll find the education and cash. You got the cash, you'll find the credit and the education. Mm -hmm. So either or, if you don't have any money, build your education up. Then you'll understand what, why I mean when I say gentrification in, in most circumstances aren't necessarily so bad. Because if we're buying our own neighborhoods and increasing the values, it's still gentrification. Mm-hmm. But we're the ones pushing that tax up. So now I'm, you can't be mad if I buy your mom house, buy your grandma house in Riverdale and her taxes go up, but also her property value mm-hmm. because it goes hand in hand. So now Granny House is worth 300000 when she bought it for 35000 back in the 50s. Mm. So now the value is there. So 
you just got to be careful with the way that people are frowning upon the word because they need to dig a little deeper. It's just mm-hmm. more education because a lot of the times, we know Atlanta's a black city. We're not gentrifying Atlanta by moving in our own neighborhood. Right. We're just increasing the value. We call it um, forced appreciation. Forced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we forcing the value to be raised because we're taking care of the neighborhoods now that mm-hmm. we were raised in and redeveloping in and building new in. So it, we don't really touch on that gentrification word too much. We call it forced appreciation. But you just gotta you just gotta get in the game if you want to change it. That's right. You yeah. can't stand on the sideline. Because if y'all don't buy it, somebody else somebody gonna buy it. Yeah. Right. And all it's right. all about education, man. Like if grandma house, if grandma owed thirty thousand on a house, and somebody trying to come buy it for sixty, it's probably worth a hundred and twenty. Mm-hmm. But that's as is. It might even be worth two hundred, two fifty fixed up. She got so much equity in there, she can go down and get a loan on it and renovate the house and create that and, and create that equity herself. A lot of times grandma passed and then it'd be the kids fighting over it and getting rid of it. It's just understanding the potential of what you can do with that real estate, man. Mm-hmm. And real estate has been like the number one wealth builder like since the history of time. Yeah. And yeah, it goes like this, but if you look at real estate from the 1900s to here, it's going to always go like this, but that linear time is always a lot higher than what it was. Mm-hmm. And it always will be. People always say, hey, man, what you worried about? You know, if the market going to tank. It, it, eventually, it's gonna, it's, it, it, may do, it may do this, and it probably should do this to drive down, you know, inflation a little bit. But over time, five years and ten years from now, it's going to be higher than it was today, and that's guaranteed. The population ain't slowing down. Mm. And, like, we, like, when I first moved to Atlanta, like, you can move out to Henry County and get 4,000 square feet for $1,200. Now you're paying four grand for that same house, mm. you know. And then people forget, like, these other major cities, like Atlanta's starting to finally catch up. Like I, I travel a lot, man. I go to New York, and you walk around the west side of Manhattan, rents are fifteen dollars to $20,000 for 2,000 square feet. You got a lot of people moving from different places here because Atlanta is now a hub for entertainment. It's a hub for just businesses, just mm-hmm. everything, man. Entrepreneurship. The popular yeah, everything. entrepreneurship. Exactly. Definitely on that. Um, I had a question for you, but I forgot it listening to him. <laughs> um, okay, when it comes to uh, teaching, um, what's your teaching style when it comes to, are you like more hands-on? You, put, you bring people in the field? Uh I'll go and then he can go. Mm. We pretty much identify ourselves as the cool teacher. You look look cool. (laughs) You know, guys, when you went to school, high school, middle school, it was always a teacher or two, maybe. If not at your school, you know he was the cool teacher. Mm. And and that teacher probably got across to more students because he seemed relatable. And we identify ourselves as being very relatable. Mm -hmm. We're not braggadocious, although we may be financially straight. We still want to get out here and help people elevate because that's what it's about the game is to be sold not told so of course we we sell our courses in our boot camps but we guarantee you that you're going to get your money's worth that's 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 all it's about just giving the proper information and 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 in the meanwhile of doing that for the people who can't really pay for the boot camps it's cool no worries we do these free events Mm -hmm. um we do pop-up events maybe once or twice a month at a property that we're currently renovating a building so we like to have people come out and get education there. They can ask us any question they want pertaining to real estate. Multiple questions. Like, we're in there 
for hours at a time just answering questions after we've showed them the property. And we don't mind doing that mm -hmm. because we know everybody got to start somewhere. So start with your education. And um, the boot camps that we have, like the new construction boot camp, we had close to 60 students. It sold out. And we had 14 people sign up for the coaching program. All 14 of those students have lots getting ready to build within the next month or two. So they'll all be building houses when three months ago they didn't know anything about real estate. Mm. Now with the fix and flip boot camp that we had three weeks ago, we may have like 10 students on that. And all of those students will be doing the same thing within the next month. That's dope. Yeah. So we, we and with the boot camp, it's typically a three-day event. Yeah. Uh, first day is mix and mingle and then introduction. Second day, classroom day. Third day, half class. And then the other half of the day, we're in the field visiting our properties giving people hands-on training and experience based on the current property that we're at. We'll hit three, four properties and they'll get a chance to get dirty, mm -hmm. not physically like tap no walls because we don't want nobody hurting themselves, but they get out and see exactly what they learned over the last couple of days. Yeah, we definitely, definitely hands-on, man, for sure, because I'm a visual learner. Yeah, and too. like, you know, how I grew up, man, if I see somebody else doing it, I'm like, okay, if, if they could do it, I could probably do it too. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the approach that we take. And then, you know, when we taking people to properties, man, these are our properties. Yeah. Like, the thing about real estate is that, you know, everything is public records. So it's hard to cap. Yeah, you, yeah. You, can, you can go look my name up and go down to the Secretary of State and put in GA Capital Homes and go see how many houses under that at LLC. Mm. You know, they out there. I mean, you can see. You know, so when we take people to our stuff, it's our stuff. It ain't somebody else's name on it. It's our company name, and we're on the company. And so I want to, I wanna, I wanna, you know, make sure that people get that hands-on experience because when you see it and you see other people that look like you're doing it, then that's going to give you motivation that you can do it too because ain't nothing special about us, bro. Yeah. And we grew up, we grew up, you know, with not a lot of money, poor. You know, I didn't even graduate college. I went to five different colleges. Five. Five. You know, <laughs> soon I, hey, as soon as I got that refund check, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they give you that refund check yeah. in September, August. Mm. I stopped going to class. <laughs> yeah. You know, I couldn't, I, had, I couldn't pay attention in school. But um, ain't nothing special about us, man. We just work hard. We enjoy what we do. And now we want to put this knowledge into other people, man, because real estate is the way that you can build a lot of wealth. And we don't we don't understand that man because we don't we don't we don't know about it. We always rent somebody else stuff, you know, making them rich. Yeah. Let me ask you this: with, with so many people doing real estate and you guys teaching real estate, do you think the game is ever going to get oversaturated? Like, damn, ain't no more properties to buy. That's why we created a new construction program mm -hmm. because you get to build your own inventory. Mm. Only thing a man can't create is land right now, except if you're in Dubai where they build an island. Yeah, <laughs> but. Over here, it's a lot of land in Georgia. Yeah. So if you can create your own inventory, if you notice, you may be driving down a country road one day, and then go back a year later, you see all these pipes sticking out the ground. Mm -hmm. They finna put a whole neighborhood in this prairie that you just rode by a year ago. Mm -hmm. So the land is there. You just have to have the education and, and, and team and systems to get out there and claim it and build on it. So we don't see it as a competition thing. With social media, everybody's doing a lot of everything but mm -hmm. with real estate you, you i mean it's a lot of agents of course but with what we're doing and how we teaching our students and our our uh, boot camp attendees 
I mean, we, we, we helping them create wealth. Because the reason that I got into real estate, I was looking at a Forbes article and realized that like 98% of the people on the Forbes list got a background in real estate. So it's, it's true enough, the most, I mean, it's the only way really to build wealth, unless you're born with it. Mm-hmm. So. And there are certain tricks for real estate, man, you can do where you can take money, put money in it, take all your money out plus extra, and it'll still grow. Mm-hmm. Case in point, I bought a house, I got a lot, I bought for 30000 um, The house cost me about two sixty to build. So, you know, with my carrying cost and everything, man, I'm probably in it, you know, maybe like three ten. The appraisal just came back at four twenty five. Mm. Um, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna refinance it, but they're gonna give me a loan for eighty percent of that four twenty five. So what, what is four twenty five? So three forty. So I'll get a loan for three forty, and I'll be able to take out. You know, all the money I put in it and leave the closing with 20 grand in my pocket, and I still own that house. I'm gonna rent it out and cash flow about $800 a month. And guess what? In three, four, five years, that house that's 425 now might be 500,000. And then, you you know, and then the rent gonna go up too. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's so many strategies, man, that you can do to make a lot of money in real estate. Um, It's just, Unlimited strategies. Yeah. Education, man. That's why we stay ahead of the curve when it comes to, like, teaching everybody what we're doing and how we're doing it because we just build confidence. We want to help people Mm -hmm. feel comfortable doing what we're doing, even if they're not on our level yet. At least take a smaller deal, and once you get it under your belt, make you forty, fifty thousand, you'll be more confident and keep building wealth for your family. I mean, that's what it's about. And I made a lot of money wholesaling. We don't really teach wholesaling, but I've done hundreds of wholesale deals. You know what wholesaling is, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of people, like, like I think in our community, you hear more about the wholesaling part, which is cool, and that's a good way to get your foot in and make a quick 10, 15 grand. But you have to transition from wholesaling to learning how to buy and hold and keeping some of them deals. Mm-hmm. And then you go from there to you know, maybe getting your foot in some, some new construction. The thing about real estate, man, you got to have, it's multiple lanes, and you always got to have um, multiple avenues to make money. Because today, the new bill might, might, might be good, but if the market slow down, then, like, the wholesale lane might open back up. So as long as you know these different avenues and you have multiple streams of income, you always going to eat. Because I started in the worst possible market, so, like, if the market goes down, I already know what to do. I already did that before. Mm. You know? You buy, you, you buy and hold and wait till it go back up. When it's up, you sell. It's just like any other, any other thing. Yeah. Facts, man. I think we learned a lot. I learned a lot. <laughs> I be so in tune listening, man. I be forgetting questions, bro. But um, <laughs> yeah, tell we really where they can find educate. you, man. All right. I'm Kelly Parker. That is my full name. And that is also my Instagram name. Mm. Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y underscore Parker. That is on IG. That is my name on Facebook. Um, uh, Gene, G-E-N-E underscore Johnson one. That's my IG. And then we also have a YouTube channel. We got over 100 YouTube channels. It's free videos just on game and resources. And that's KP, Gino J, Flip Atlanta. 
Again, KP Gino J Flip Atlanta. Yeah, I'll make sure I put the link in the description. Also, um, you guys have a link to like your courses, your classes. Yeah, the boot camp mm-hmm. uh, platform is the Construction King bootcamp.com um, you could also email admin at the construction king bootcamp.com for uh, any updates or whatever to get on the list um, also uh, what's the other email do we have another email that's it okay yeah. the admin at construct at the construction king.com so make sure you guys just follow us on social media hit us up DM us if you want to get on to the next boot camps or any other of our pop-up events and let's keep it going, man. Let's keep the momentum going. His phone number is 850. <laughs> 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 All right, man. I appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode of Rich and Unemployed, man. Make sure, I, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share. And until I see y'all again, man, stay tuned. Appreciate y'all, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate you, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was dope, man. Yeah, for yeah. sure.